Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Can you call in your shot again? A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars in the Brown and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man I'm so close to being a household name. This is Dan Patrick. Uh, welcome to the program. It's a Friday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. I came in and the curtain was lowered over Fritzy's desk. Didn't hear from Fritzy yesterday. So how about the big reveal to see if Fritzy is joining us today? And there he is! Yay! Let's do it! Let's do it! Oh, Fritzy's even having something to eat today. A lot of them. It's good to be back. I like that. Fritzy is back and better than ever. Thanks for your patience and uh, excited to be here on a Friday and feeling a lot better. All right. Well, it's a it's a Friday Fritzy, and we've got three guests today. So look out! You've been warned. That's uh, three more guests than I think we had yesterday. Oh. Whoa. Shots fired already. One and a half minutes into the show. Roy Williams will join us, North Carolina head coach. It hasn't been a good year for Roy. He's got Duke coming up this weekend. Jay Billis is going to join us. The popular Jay Billis, the ESPN College Hoop analyst. He's at my alma mater, University of Dayton. Word has it that uh, Dayton is a good basketball team. And uh, the College Game Day guys finally got around to learning that. So they're going to be on campus today, and uh, they'll do their show there tomorrow. Demora Smith heads up the NFL Players Association. I was kind of surprised, that uh, pleasantly surprised, that he had time to join us. He wasn't available the last couple of days, but maybe they're starting to feel a little bit better about what's happening. Maybe it's a victory lap for the NFL Players Association. So Demora Smith heads up the NFL Players Association. will join us coming up as well. If you'd like to get in touch with the program, you can in a variety of ways. You can email, you can dial us up, you can tweet. You can watch on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. And, of course, Fox Sports Radio, our 362 radio affiliates around the country. we got a play of the day, stat of the day, and McLovin promises a good poll question today. I have one that's very relevant to you. Oh. All right, well, hold off on that. Yes. All right. Let me start with... The Al Michaels situation. The hot stove period was a term that originated in baseball, and that was used to describe the offseason, all the moves that were being made. And now it's become a huge deal in every sport. Like we have a hot stove league for all sports, including broadcasting. And we've got rumor mills, you know. It, you know, not quite sure if this is true or not, but I'm hearing Now, it really took off when CBS signed Tony Romo for $17 million a year. Then the news came out that CBS actually looked at Peyton Manning. 
Remember when we heard the salary for Peyton Manning that it was somewhere between 10 and 12 million, but you got Romo for 17? And, and maybe I've got it out of order, or that ESPN was looking at Peyton Manning for 10 to $12 million a year, and I went, first of all, if you offer him 10 to $12 million a year, the first thing Peyton's going to say is, I want more than Tony Romo if you want me to do this. I got a couple of Super Bowl rings here. I'm the one that originated all at the line of scrimmage. I'll tell you what's happening in real time. ESPN also reportedly interested in Philip Rivers. Now, I think Philip Rivers might turn out to be sneaky good. He's different than uh, than Peyton is. I, I think, you know, just his delivery, got a little bit of that southern draw to him. And I think he's uh, sneaky funny. And he could be prickly there probably in the broadcast booth. But now we're, you know, listening to guy. I thought Drew Brees, if Drew Brees got a good enough offer, that maybe he was going to go into the broadcast booth. I have no inside knowledge on this, but I thought – if he was going to be deciding not to come back and the CBS job was open or the Monday night job was open, that maybe Drew Brees would take that. But he he would be leaving a very good team, and that's why he's coming back to play. But now we have trade rumors here. Al Michaels was once traded by ESPN ABC to NBC, and he was traded for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. True story. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Now, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit is revered by the Disney family because Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was the precursor to Mickey Mouse back in the 1920s. And they wanted to have those rights. And you had Al Michaels, one of the great play-by-play voices in the history of sports, traded. And now there's talk that maybe ESPN ABC is going to try to trade back for Al Michaels I don't know if Oswald the Lucky Rabbit gets back in the deal again, but they want to try to pair him because Peyton's not going to do this unless he's got a great play-by-play voice with him. That, I was told that last night. That who Peyton would love, from what I was told, to be paired with Mike Tirico. Well, Mike Tirico does so many things for NBC Sports, the NBC Sports would be crazy to have Mike involved in a deal. Plus, Al Michaels has been doing this a long time. I think Al would like to stay around, do one more Super Bowl here. And ESPN, ABC trying to get a Super Bowl here. If if uh, Peyton could work with Mike Tirico, because I think Peyton, from what I was told, Peyton had talked to John Gruden, and uh, Gruden said, you know, if you can work with Mike Tirico, do so. Well, then Mike, of course, went to NBC and Mike's not even doing the football game on Sunday night. He's doing the studio hosting jo- uh, duties. But now the possibility of, and, and we did reach out to Al, and Al is out of pocket today. I don't know if Al's ever been out of pocket, <laughs> but he is today, and that's probably a smart thing. That's a smart thing, Al. Stay out of pocket today. Uh, but, yeah, we were curious if he was uh, willing to come on and talk about that. But if you're Al you got a Super Bowl coming up in two years, and you want to be around for that, to do that instead of being traded to ESPN ABC. Plus, Al wouldn't be a long-term solution for a network whose deal is up in two years. And you're looking at a 10-year deal with the players. How long will the, you know, the TV deal be? Now, how long does Al want to do this? But if you can get Peyton, and if I'm Peyton Manning, I say to Al, if this, if this happens, how long do you want to do this, Al? 
because that would influence my decision if I really wanted to do this. You're going to get paid, but I want to know who's with me. The reason why Romo works so well is because of Jim Nance. And, and it's, it's lost on a lot of viewers, and I understand that. But being in the business to understand just how important it, and the timing of that, what Jim Nance does is not to be underrated. Because Tony can kind of blurt out things as if he's a fan at home. And then Jim has to sort of clean up the, you know, the spill in aisle six. It's like an air traffic controller. You're not, you got planes landing at all, you know, all the time, different runways. Jim takes it from Tony to get it back to the game, call the action, and then give it back to Tony. That was so important, I think, to Tony Romo. You can go to Monday Night Football. Who are you going to be paired with? And will it work the same way? And it won't work the same way, whether it's Joe Tessitore or Mike Tirico or whoever it might be. It, it won't work the same way. It works with Jim. Now Peyton's going to want to know, hey, who's going to be the play-by-play guy? And I'm going to guess if you're getting Peyton, you're going to you're going to have to go out and get an established voice. You know, Sean McDonough didn't work, and and, and he didn't work for a couple of reasons. Not that he's not a, a great voice there and a professional. He's a college voice, and he and Gruden didn't get along. You know, they weren't friends the way Gruden and Tarico got along. They were friends, and that helps. It's that relationship when you go in there, that trust that you have. It's no different than when I anchored the sports, uh, you know, 11 o'clock sports center with Keith Oberman. When we got on the air, we were friends and had each other's backs, and we had respect for one another. Like, you have to have that camaraderie, and I think that's important. If you're, if you're Peyton going into this situation – Who's my voice? Who's that guy? And Al Michaels will make him look even greater. Yeah, Paul. So Al Michaels is kind of the Tom Brady of sportscasters right now. First ballot, sure thing. You know what you're getting. He's the best, truly the best. And But his shelf life is a small amount of years, three, four years, or whatever that Al wants to do. He's still got his complete fastball. But it's like Brady. Your you're, ESPN's going to put it all their dough in for him and Peyton, but how long does that go? Yeah, I think it's a little tricky, but, you know, this is a report out of the New York Post with uh, Andrew Marchand, and he's he's been breaking some stories here. This isn't just I'm hearing. This isn't just a rumor. This is real. Um, and I don't know if, if you're NBC, you have Mike Tirico to then do the play-by-play role on Sunday Night Football. ESPN doesn't have that luxury. They're trying to say to the NFL – Treat us like the other networks, not a cable network. And that's where you have ABC involved in this. Whenever you hear these negotiations, it's ABC slash ESPN. And trying to get – they want to dress up Monday Night Football and try it one more time. I'm surprised the information got out. Because if you whiff on this, and then you whiffed on Romo, and then what is next? So then now we're plan C. And then – Do you go back to Booger McFarlane and Joe Tessitore? Is that what you're going to, like, that's that's the distinct possibility here. I don't know if you're too far down the road where you go, we're moving on from that team. I don't know. I don't know the inner workings on this with ESPN. I don't have anybody up there that I've spoken to. But, you, you know, you're starting to get the feeling that if you're going to attract the Super Bowl, 
as a, as the NFL and looking at its broadcast partners, all your other networks have an established A team. Fox with Aikman and Buck. NBC with Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. CBS with Romo and Jim Nance. ESPN slash ABC does not have that. Question is, can you get it? And what's Al Michaels worth on the open market if you're going to trade for him again? Yeah, Paul. Damn, with this kind of money being thrown around, you should throw your name in the yeah, pot. Yeah. Let's get it going. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, big guy. No, if this was uh, like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, then uh, then maybe at the height of Sports Center. Yes, McLovin. You know what? The part that sticks out to me that you described, Al Michaels, you don't even know that ESPN's getting that Super Bowl in 2024. Doesn't he have to do the short thing, the L.A. Super Bowl, his hometown? But I don't know how long he wants to do it. But I would guess that Al and – and I'm not. I wasn't told this, but Mike Tirico has to be looking at that Super Bowl in two years as maybe Al's last game, maybe the handoff there. Because Mike came over. Mike wants to do play-by-play. He Mike's not a studio host. Mike's a play-by-play guy. That's what he loves doing. Now he he does a great job as a studio host with the Olympics and Sunday Night Football. He wants to do play-by-play. He's the guy who would go to Iowa City on a Tuesday night and had no problems. He'd go to Happy Valley and do a basketball game. He didn't care. That's what he that's what he loves. That's what he's made for. But I don't know at some point, I don't know how long Mike Trico's contract is, but Mike might go, Hey, do you want me to do play by play here? Because that's what I would want to know. Because he's busy, but he wants to do play by play. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle with DP-SHOW. McLovin, what is the poll question that is somehow related to me? Okay, well, there's there's a college basketball poll question. Okay. So uh, Dayton is hosting game day this weekend. Yeah. Would you rather have your alma mater win the NCAA tournament or win your office pool? My alma mater. Yeah. Is that a no-brainer for everybody? What if it's like a $5,000 office pool? Well, now you're, you know, you're upping the ante here. Well, that's what most office pools are like. Not ours. Ours are just for bragging rights. Now, we just would I rather win our office pool, or have Dayton win the national title? I'd rather have Dayton win the national title. What if you're like um, you work somewhere where there is a five thousand dollar office pool? I'd still rather have Dayton win the national title. And Seton would probably rather have Seton Hall win the national title, I'm guessing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd rather have that? Well, wait. Seton Hall or West Virginia? Uh, Seton Hall, for sure. Okay. It's not even close. Okay. Just knowing how much that that would mean to people like my dad, yeah. who, I mean, are just diehard supporters, who still remember everything with Michigan. You don't really get this opportunity. It's not like, you know, it's not like we're talking about Duke. You're talking about Seton Hall basketball. To have them win that is worth way more than five grand. What is our bet going to be? Who goes farther in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, we can and do then that. What, and then what happens? Yeah, well, we have a week or two to figure that out. Right. Maybe yeah. people – no, you know what? When we have suggestions and somebody will say, you got to shave off one eyebrow. Or <laughs> you have to get a tattoo of the logo <laughs> on your neck. <laughs> Nobody's well, doing that. Well, we got to the point with Wheel of Punishment where we were doing some crazy things. And then there was the shower of shame. Paulie, remember when he shaved the lightning bolt in the back of his uh, head? I pick up my kids, and they were going to get ready to call nine one one. Yeah. 
Yes, Don. You could do some fun, which isn't too painful, that you dress as the, the mascot or if Seton's team wins, then you got to dress as a pirate, and he's, he's got to dress as a, as a pilot or something if the Flyers win. Don't you always try to avoid any of these uh, contests? I do. Yeah. I've, been, I've been lucky enough to miss a lot of them, but I did get to... Did get caught a couple. If times. that's the case, I don't need your suggestions. Yeah, until you're in the game, wow. then you're not in the game. But welcome back, Todd. Thank you. Yeah, we missed, sort of missed you. Sort of. Uh, Luke in Alabama joins us. Hey, Luke. Hey, Luke. To uh, weigh in with a uh, white hot report here. Oh, this is a report, not a rumor. This is a report okay. from the South. I'm hearing. Okay. Peyton Manning. Pairing up with Eli Manning, and they're bringing back the legendary Dan Patrick to save Monday Night Football. Oh, no. I'm, that's... I'm hearing this. Uh, no, <laughs> I, am, I am hearing from my sources. You're certain. Well, thank you, Luke. Thank you. Thank you. No, uh, not interested. Not interested. Patrick Spurman's ESPN offer. No, not interested. Not a play-by-play guy. But if you want to have Eli and Peyton in there, Look, this is a drop in the bucket with what the NFL means for ESPN. Peyton's salary is a drop in the bucket. Now, ESPN has always been very cautious that they never wanted to overpay for any of their talents because then somebody else would come in and say, hey, I want to get paid what that guy's getting paid, and I want to get paid. You know, they always kept you under their thumb. With Peyton or Tony Romo, this is different. Yeah, I don't know if Kirk Herbstreit's agent all of a sudden says, well, if you're giving Peyton that... Now, Chris Collinsworth agent would probably then go to NBC and say, uh, <clears throat> I'm the one who wins all the awards for best uh, you know, color analyst here. Or Troy Aikman would say that. Uh, I'm not only a better quarterback than Tony Romo, I'm a better analyst. Maybe that's what Troy's approach would be. But those guys are going to get paid. There's a trickle down with that. Yeah, McLovin. I had another poll option. Uh, I don't think we put this up. Which color analyst would you most want on a big game? I don't want you to weigh in because I know you know these guys. But if if we put a poll out with Romo, Aikman, Collinsworth, and put Peyton Manning in as a hypothetical, who wins that poll? I, I would – I, I'd venture a guess that Romo right now is the hot guy. Yeah. I, I, I think Peyton, we know how funny he can be, and I know how – analytical he can be and to be able to have that combination like Tony Romo part of what I love about Tony is there's excitement in his voice like he's really excited when he's doing a game as if he's a fan who somehow slipped in the booth and then gets to tell us what's going to happen and you know I think Peyton would he might be too serious at the start but also, he has that. We know that he has a great sense of humor, and I, I think Peyton would be unbelievable as an analyst. I really do, because he's the one who started walking to the line of scrimmage and going, uh, "I'm going to call this play, or did I just check down? Did I change the play? I'm going to do this, Omaha, Omaha." He did all of this and was successful. Tony Romo may have known what was happening; he wasn't anywhere near as successful. Peyton, I think, going to the line of scrimmage and then being able to tell you in real time, I think there's great value in that. Yeah, Paul. One thing about Romo is we didn't see this coming. When he signed that big deal and he's going to get that prime job, we're like, really? He was pretty benign with the media during his NFL career. He's very cautious with the media. Nobody saw it coming. That first week he was on the air, I can remember the show that Monday, everyone was like, 
what the hell is this guy? Yeah. Where did this come from? Yeah. And he was calling a couple of plays. He was saying, oh, you know what? They're changing the play. And they're going to run to the right. Or there's going to be a, a trick play here. And I, I think that that's, look, it's unique. And I, I'm not saying that every analyst should try to do that, but I think Romo is unique, but I think Peyton would do it maybe in a different way. All right, we'll take a break here. Your phone calls are welcome, 877-3DP-SHOW. And we'll come up with a poll question. Got a play of the day coming up, a couple of stats of the day. Happy birthday to Shaquille O'Neal, 48 years of age. Happy birthday, Shaq. Take a break. Uh, no, happy birthday. Take a break. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. What do companies like Ring, Hint, and Tacovas all have in common? They all use NetSuite to accelerate their growth. Successful companies know that in order to grow faster, you must have the right tools. If you want to take your company from $2 million to $10 million, or $10 million to hundreds of millions in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives you the tools to turbocharge your growth. With NetSuite, you get the full picture of your business, finance, inventory, HR, customers, and much more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place, right from your phone or computer. NetSuite will give you the visibility and control you need to make the right decisions and grow with confidence. That's why NetSuite customers grow faster than the S&P 500. NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system trusted by more than 19,000 companies. It's the last system you'll ever need. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Six Ways to Run a More Profitable Business, at netsuite.com slash Patrick. That's netsuite.com slash Patrick, P-A-T-R-I-C-K. netsuite.com slash Patrick. Got some new T-shirts, new gear available, Dan Patrick Show app, fresh tees for the uh, St. Patrick's Day Festival. Uh, shout out to Mookie Betts as well. We got a T-shirt for him. And uh, we have classics in there like McLovin's Broken Glasses. You can find them all at danpatrick.com. Got a poll question we're going to stick with, McLovin, for a little while? Yeah, I think we should do the broadcaster. I'll give you Tony Romo, Chris Collinsworth, Troy Aikman, and Peyton Manning. How about we word it? Which one would you hire if you could have all four for your network? Hmm. Okay. I think, uh, you know, Peyton has an edge, too, because he's the unknown. He's like the Luka Doncic coming into the draft. The Luka Doncic. I like how the story, it, it, I don't know where it started, but yesterday, or at least it was a question, if you were going to build your team around Zion or Luka, who would it be? And we've talked about this before with Reggie Miller, but I saw where a few of the networks, a few of the shows were talking about this. And I was surprised there were quite a few people who said Zion Williamson over Luca. You know, we're still, Zion's a phenomenon. You just have to say the word Zion and everybody knows who you're talking about. I don't know how he evolves as a player. I think what he does, if he continues to do that and improve on that, uh, he's going to be an all-star, you know, his entire career and be a Hall of Famer. Luca, to me, is the better player. He might not be as exciting, but he makes players around him better. He He's played more basketball, professional basketball, than Zion has. Zion, you watch because 
you don't know. There, there could be something spectacular. I think Luca is just going to be one of those players where you go. I, mean, I I said this yesterday. He's 21, and it feels like we've we've we already know what. We're not surprised by anything. Oh, he put up 30, 17, and 10. Oh. 30, 17, and 10. Oh. Zion could go 5 for 18 but have three highlight dunks and a block, and we'd go, did you see Zion last night? That's the difference. But if I was building around somebody, I'd, I'd look at it two different ways. Zion is a phenomenon. He'll, people will come out to see him. Luke is a better basketball player and I think will make your team better because he does a variety of things. He's obviously a better shooter than Zion, uh, a, a better ability to score, and he's a, a better passer. Uh, Zion, of course, is going to score and rebound. Uh, but, you know, I, I would take Luca there. But there, there were quite a few people that I respect who said that they would build around Zion Williamson, which I don't know if there's a wrong answer there. But if I gave you all of these players, Luca, Zion, Trey Young, Jason Tatum, uh, who else do I have in that mix? Has to be somebody who's about 20. I mean, I guess you can say John Morant. I haven't seen enough of John Morant. Carl Anthony Towns under 25. Yeah, but I don't like his game. I think he's talented. I I just think he's going to be one of those guys who puts up good numbers but has nothing to show for it. Tatum is Tatum's in the conversation now. Uh, ben Simmons? Yeah, I guess you'd throw him in there. You'd throw in Embiid, but, you know. Giannis is the age old, 25. I guess yeah. he ages out. Yeah. Well, if you're just looking at 22 and under, who would you take? And I think Embiid's a little older because, remember, he stayed in college. Yeah. I, I wouldn't build around Embiid. I, I think he's incredibly talented, but I, I just don't know – what his ceiling is. I don't know how important it is to be great. He can tell me he's one of the great players in the world. I, I want him to be – the Greek freak to me wants to be great. He worked on his game to get here. And I'm impressed by that because he came in and he was nobody. He weighed 180 pounds. And now you're looking at him and you're going – I mean, he, he looks like a, a younger Dwight Howard with a whole lot more ability. Yeah, Paul. Embiid's still 25 years old. But last year, if you think that he's not in great shape and not focused, you know, which a lot of people think, he averaged 27 and a half, 14 rebounds, four assists, and two blocks yeah. without giving max effort. Oh, my God. His, I mean, that's why people love him so much. But I don't know if he's a winner. I, I just don't know. that. Like, I'll, I'll kill to, to win. I hate losing. I always wanted somebody who hated losing more than they loved winning. Because you can win, but it's that feeling when you lose and you just it drives you crazy. I mean, Jerry West was like that as a player and as a GM. He just hated losing. The winning, you know, didn't placate him as much as the losing ate away at him. The fact that he couldn't stay in the building for a Laker game, that he would get in his car and drive around because it would just eat him up. You know, I love that in somebody where it just, you hate losing. And I don't know if Embiid is wired that way. Yes, McLovin. There was a game where the Celtics and Sixers played in the playoffs and Embiid had like 31 or something. And after the game, Brad Stevens said, yeah, but he didn't hit any threes against us. So what do we care if he gets those points? Which talks about style. Like, that's why you take Luke over Zion. Don't you need the three-pointer yeah. to win at this level? Like, yeah. Why has it? 
Charles Barkley tweeted out after the Rockets had a embarrassing performance last night against the Clippers. He called them a little bunch of leprechauns. They're going to get worn down over a seven-game series, and when you start playing elite teams, they're going to be just as good offensively, but much better defensively and on the rebounds. But um, they went seven for 42 from three-point range last night. That's really hard to do. Like, even a bad team would have a hard time going seven for 42. And this is the Rockets and what the Rockets do well. And this is back-to-back games where you lose to the Knicks, now you lose to the Clippers. And they're going to figure this out. They're going to be dangerous on some nights. It's just I, I don't know if they can be consistent. In a seven-game series, Can you do they have a plan B? Because a lot of these teams – you know, this isn't working, let's try this. And Houston doesn't have that. They have one way, and that's it. And that's where I would be nervous about small ball in the postseason. Regular season, it can work, it's fun. In a postseason seven-game series against the Lakers or the Clippers, it's not going to work. There'll be games where you go, they're unstoppable. Because we've already had those games. But last night, you go seven for 42. You're going to have those games in the postseason where you do, don't shoot well. What what else do you do well? And I think that's going to be the big question for them. Steph Curry came back last night. That was a lot of fun to see. Now, it's just the league is a better league, more entertaining when Steph Curry's playing. He had 23, seven assists, six rebounds, just one turnover, played uh, 27 minutes there. And, you know, you still see what he's capable of doing on a nightly basis. And then... You know, they get healthy with Clay Thompson next year. Then there's Draymond Green in there. I don't know about Wiggins. You know, Wiggins had a nice night. I, I, I thought Wiggins could be a great player. I thought he was going to be, you know, because Cleveland had him and then they, you know, made the trade for Kevin Love. And I thought, boy, it feels like they're going to regret that. But I don't know how Wiggins is wired. And I don't know if he wants to be great. You know, they all they all think they're great. Uh they want you to tell them they're great, but I don't know if you just want to go out there and, like, Steph Curry wants to play because that's what he does. When people say, why would you come back? I, this is what I do. I want to come back. I want to play. Yeah, McLeod. So if they get the number one pick, uh, would they trade that pick for a veteran or do they draft a guy? Like, how, what's their game plan? Like, would you go for a title immediately and trade for someone? Well, it depends on who's there because I don't, I don't think there's anybody that Golden State's going to go, got to have him. Oh, if we get him, like James Wiseman, the Memphis kid, I I don't know. He's a seven-footer. He runs the floor, but does he fit in with their style? Um, You know, does LaMelo Ball fit in there? I don't know. You know, because D'Angelo Russell, and and I remember when they made that deal, when they they signed D'Angelo Russell, and I think we had Mark Stein on from the New York Times. He said, oh, they're just, they just signed him so they can trade him. And then everybody denied it, and then it turned out that's what they did. They traded him, you know, to Minnesota. I don't know if there's a, one of those players that it's going to be worth having the number one pick. I, I, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like there are players that can play, but I don't think there's anybody who is, you know, a transformative talent there that's going to help Golden State. You know, they probably would want to get a veteran. 
I'm guessing, unless they look at it and say, we need we need a little bit more youth here because we have guys who are in their 30s. Now, I don't know what the approach for Steve Kerr would be, but they usually make the, the correct approach. Yeah, McClellan. How about LaMelo Ball as the heir apparent to Steph Curry? You're mm. drafting a young Steph Curry? Mm. Be good for headlines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You watched him a little. You, you, I watched you him positive on him. Well, his freshman year in high school, I watched him and I said he's got a chance to be better than his brothers. And at the time, uh, Leangelo was a the guy getting sixty points in a game. But I said when this kid grows, he's got talent. Um, he's got athleticism. He has horrible game management. Uh, you know, with his shots. Like I watched the, one of their state playoff games, and I went, you got to be kidding me. My coach would pull me, like, just one shot that I attempted, and he probably took ten. Uh, but I do think, you know, he's matured, he's gotten bigger, and he's going to play in the NBA. I just don't know how good he is. I think he got into bad habits. Uh, you know, Lonzo is, is a good player. He's a smart player. LaMelo just ran around. And Leangelo, all he did is just shoot. You know, he used to score. Didn't do much else. And then we didn't get a chance to see him at, play at UCLA. But that was fun last night watching uh, Steph Curry. You got basketball tonight with the Bucks at the Lakers. And then the Lakers and Clippers coming up on Sunday. It's a nice little uh, weekend for Laker fans. Uh, North Carolina and Duke, that will be on Saturday. We'll talk to Roy Williams, the uh, head basketball coach, coming up in the final hour of the program. All right, we got our poll question, I believe. Is that right, McLovin? Yeah, I put up which uh, Colorado would you hire. I gave you Romo, Collinsworth, Aikman, and Peyton Manning. All right. Do we have early results on that? I will check right now. Is there, by the way, did I miss anyone? I feel bad. I'm just going with, like, they call it the A-team, right? Yeah. Yeah, your number one broadcast team. I mean, it, it, it's really who does the marquee game? Who would do a Super Bowl for a network? That's what this is. Peyton leading one, Collinsworth two, Romo third. All really tightly packed. Okay. All right. We'll get to phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Got our poll question. And uh, play of the day is coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Oh, my God. The play of the day. This is the play of the day. We can't call this desperation shots from him because he can make them, right? 
Steph scores 23 in 27 minutes. Little Mark Morrison return to the Mac, courtesy of TNT. Warriors hosting the Sixers coming up tomorrow night. That is your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Tecovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash D-P. Shipping, returns, exchanges, free and easy. Tecovas boots, handmade, full grain leathers, world-class boot makers. And Tecovas cuts out the middleman, sells directly to you at amazing prices. Tecovas Western Goods for new frontiers. Uh, let me see, a couple of phone calls in here. Nick in Texas. Hey, Nick, what do you have for me today? Hey, weighing in at a 5'6", 165, whopping. Uh, so going back to what you're talking about with Zion and uh, building around them, mm-hmm. uh, I would not build around Zion. I forget who said it, what analyst, but uh, he's just too explosive all the time. Uh, he He's going to be injured too much. He played preseason and didn't make it out of that without an injury. I just don't think he's going to last uh, if he keeps going at this rate of explosiveness. All right. Well, thank you, Nick. Yeah, I, I wasn't looking at that. You know, there's the health factor, but, you know, Luca's been banged up a little bit as well. Uh, but, you know, Zion with the knee surgery, is he going to get bigger? Uh, and by the way, Luca is full-grown, too, at 21 years of age. Usually you get guys that you look back and you go, boy, he was pretty skinny when he was 20, 21. You're going to fill out. Uh, you know, it's rare when you don't. Kevin Durant never did. Kevin Durant is basically the same size or feels like same size he was when he was at Texas. And that was the knock. Oh, is he going to be able to withstand the rigors of the NBA? Why is it all these guys that we question if they can withstand the rigors of the game, like Steve Nash and Steph Curry and Trey Young, Kevin Durant, they're all going to the Hall of Fame. Allen Iverson, they're all Hall of Famers. Oh, can they withstand the rigors? Um, Yeah, I guess they can. They sort of withstood the rigors of the game prior to getting to the NBA. So I'm going to guess they're kind of adept at how you survive. Yes, McLovin. And all the big guys get hurt, like Embiid. Yeah. (laughs) So it's the exact opposite of what we expect. Yeah, yeah, Paul. It seems to play that way in the NFL, too, until the past few years, that the little quarterbacks, he'll never be able to hang there in the pocket and take that beating. Kyler Murray will never be able well, he doesn't hang in the pocket. He takes off. Russell Wilson doesn't hang in the pocket. It's the big quarterback who's usually hanging in the pocket. You're a big target when you're a big quarterback. I saw the uh, odds Vegas, uh, the Superbook in Vegas, has uh, received a lot of interest on the Niners and their odds of signing Tom Brady. The reason why I bring it up, 100 to 1, down to 12 to 1. You know who could make this go away very quickly? Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle Shanahan hasn't said anything publicly, I don't think, where he goes, we're not interested in Tom. Love Tom and uh, hope he becomes a Niner fan when he retires. We have our quarterback, and it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Haven't heard that. Any reason why? It's because the Niners are interested in Tom Brady. They are. They are. Sorry, as a reaction. No, they are. They are interested. I had a text a back and forth with somebody last night, and I don't want to say his name, but I will say that he is he is uh, certainly involved in this whole Tom Brady situation. And I said, I think he's staying with the Patriots. And uh, he said, and I said, do you want to bet? And he said, whatever you want to bet, I'll bet you that Brady leaves. And I went, oh, all right. And that caught me by surprise that – because I thought, you know, maybe he would 
hedge his bets a little bit, and he said no. He he thinks Brady's gone. And I wonder, and, and you know, we, we talked about this back and forth. I said, do you think that it was just a courtesy call with Belichick and Brady? And his feeling was maybe. Maybe that's all that was. Is It didn't go well, wasn't fruitful, that was the report. But did Belichick make that call just to say we made that call? Because it feels like some of this could end if the Patriots go, hey, Tom, whatever you want, we want you to stay. Whatever you think is going to be best for you and this team, we want to make that happen. Right? Then there's no more drama here. If the Niners say, Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback, like this is laughable. Now, some of the Niners players have been public with their support with Jimmy Garoppolo. But that makes sense because if you don't get Brady and you go into that locker room and you see Garoppolo, I'd be going, uh, nobody had my back here, guys. And so George Kittle, I think there are a couple of players who have come out and said some nice things about Jimmy Garoppolo. If Kyle Shanahan says, this is my guy, we're not interested in Tom Brady, then this goes away from San Francisco's perspective. You know, Tennessee's in the game because Tennessee's looking at if we if we get Brady, but you're you know it's a delicate balance here because you don't want to lose out on Brady and then you lose out on Tannehill and then and I I say that losing out on Tannehill, but you know he was a good story for them last year. That's not who you want to build around as your quarterback, but if he's going to be kind of the fallback plan here, then I understand that. But it's this is delicate. When you do this for the Patriots, once you get to free agency, that's, I don't think the, the Patriots are going to be able to bring back Brady. It feels like if it gets to free agency, then Brady's probably gone. Because don't they have a, a salary cap hit with Brady? It's like $13.5 million once we get there to free agency. So you, you're on the clock there to kind of see what Tom wants to do. But he's still unofficially fielding offers here, I'm going to guess. And, you know, even last night, you know, somebody says, you keep ruling out the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't do that. And I go, I just can't see. If he's going to play two more years, it's not a money grab because he's going to get paid. This is about winning another championship and doing it without Bill Belichick. Where can you win a championship over the next two years aside from New England? Unless he's the backup quarterback in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, I don't know the better place. Maybe it's San Francisco. No, maybe. But I, it feels like New England gives him the best chance. Yeah, Paul. I heard two different reports on two different networks this morning that there's a mystery team involved with Tom Brady. But the reporters didn't tell what the mystery team was. Like, So how do you get that information and then disseminate it? I'm hearing there's another team. But what – you got to get that team. Well, no, the agent for Tom Brady can say, you know, we got another team, but we we don't want it out there. Do you think that's faux? Do you think that's real? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, oh. I've been trying to figure out what's real and not. I go back to the Cowboys, and I laughed at that. Then the Giants came up. So we've had faux reports here. But I, I think you're starting to – there's a little more consistency with the Titans and the Niners. Now, maybe the Colts are the – like the Colts have the best offensive line. If you're Brady and you go down and you have a checklist, you go, okay, best weapons. Tampa can make a case sort of with San Francisco because you got a tight end there that you really like. But then Tampa has O.J. Howard. I, You know, if I'm Brady, I go, okay, 
what do I have to protect me? You got a great offensive line. What kind of weapons do I have? Who is my coach? What style do they play? Do I have a playoff caliber defense there? Am I playing indoors half the games? What's the weather going to be like? Where am I going to have my family? Like, these are things that, you know, common sense would just go, these are items that he's just going to go check, check, check. And, you know, maybe that's why he got eight teams. He's looking at them. And although I don't think it's eight, I think it's probably three or four at the most. But, you know, maybe there's a mystery team that says, hey, once we're allowed to do this officially, we're giving you a three-year deal. Guaranteed deal. DeMora Smith, head of the NFL Players Association. Join us in 10 minutes. We'll also check in with Jay Billis. And Roy Williams, North Carolina head coach, will join us coming up as well. One hour in the books, two more to go. And once again, it's great to have Todd back. Really is, Todd. I appreciate it. You're going to stay around? I'm going to stick around another hour and a half or so. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.